All right, cool. We're recording. How you doing, Sean? Hey, how you doing, Dave? Hey, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for joining me on the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. So um, you go by Gista, right? That's correct. How did that come about? What? Did, how did that name come about? Tell me about that. Um, neighborhood thing, man. You know, I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana, Seven Wall to be exact. Um, you know, I was a producer as a young age, very, very young. I'm talking about like 11 years old. Wow. Um, everybody kind of referred to my my beats as gangster. So they're like, they want a Gista beat. So we all came up with this thing. I had a couple homeboys. We tried to, you know, it was kind of formulating some kind of rap thing going on at the time. And I was the Gista, you know, so I just ran with it, man. That's cool. And uh, clearly it stuck and it, it's now your professional name, correct? Correct. Correct. It's been my professional name for over going on 30 years now, man. Wow. <laughs> So you you uh, how how young were you when you uh, first got introduced to music and and how young were you when you decided that this is what I want to do? Um, I was eleven years old when I got actually younger than that. My uncle, shout out to my uncle Carl Marshall, he's a big blues artist. Um, you know, I had one of them type of uncles that was really really heavy in the music business. One of them flashy guys. You know, when he came around, you know, it was always exciting to see him. You know, he had this beat machine at the time. I was seven years old. Instead of him running me away from it, he like, you like that, huh? You, you like it. And he eventually gave it to me. Eventually then a couple years later, you know, I was around 89, 90. You know, he moved down to New Orleans, opened up a real big studio facility in the city of New Orleans. And, you know, he offered me a summer job, you know, as a kid, you know, pretty much told me, hey, you know, you can make you a living like this. But I was so intrigued by music already and hip hop and everything. I went on there and started messing around. And he said, hey, man, you, you're going to get serious about this. You're going to be around me. You're going to have to get serious about this. So he just didn't know I already had, I, I love making music. I love music. So that wasn't nothing. And, and this it just stuck with me, man. It was, it was also a refuge for me to do music and stay out the streets. You know what I'm saying? Even though I was surrounded by the you know, a lot of stuff that was going on in my, my immediate home and stuff like that. But music was my refuge and I always had to get away to go out and, and do something positive with my life. And it kept me out of a lot of things. You know what I mean? And that's uh that's incredible because so many people can very easily go the other way <laughs> with, with uh, the circumstances they're given in life. Right. It's so, right. so easy to be drug into uh, terrible circumstances when you're kind of surrounded by them. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that could have been my situation. You know, the story could have been totally different, but, you know, I stuck with it high through junior high school, high school. You know, I was producing at the time I was, you know, doing demos for kids and stuff like that around my age at the time. And, you know, I was just so I, I was more advanced at my age of production than many were. You know what I mean? And wow. I, the guys would come around and be like, hey, this kid is going to be something special. And, from they from they mouth to God's ears. Look at me now. You know what I mean? <laughs> Man, that is awesome. That is so awesome. Definitely. Yeah, that is. I mean, that's a that's a success story, right? That's like every every person who aspires to be a musician or some sort of artist. That's what they want. They want to. That I mean, that's like the golden story right there, right? Where you started young and then you just kind of work your way into it, and then now you're a successful music producer, rapper, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, it's about, you know, the opportunity that was presented to me, you know, I was one of those those kids that was fortunate, you know, like I said, to have somebody in my life and a mentorship in my life as a young age, you know, and, and kept me in the straight and narrow with that. Like I said, music was my getaway. It was my refuge from all of the drama, all of the stuff that I was surrounded by. And, it was out also an outlet for me to even when I became, you know, started, well, I ain't gonna say started rhyming, but when I recorded my rap records, my albums, you know, it was something that I could kind of, you know, kick it on my, my own music and my, make my own beats and tell my own side of the story, you know, in my what, own artistic way. What kind of things inspired your music specifically? Um, A lot of, uh, I'm gonna tell you straight up. A lot of gangster rap at the time. Gangster rap was one of the things that was really popping when I was coming up, especially in the '90s. You know what I mean? That was my era as a kid. You know, um, and really just by the beats and stuff. Um, a lot of West Coast music. Say I'm from the South. You know, we we had a little bit of everything. 
Um, but a lot of, of course, I grew up before that, you know, it was East Coast, you know, my sister, my oldest sister, shout out to my oldest sister, Delonda. She was the one who really, really made me get into this hip hop thing, you know, and turn me on to it as a young kid. And, you know, once again, I gained the love for it and, you know, listening to artists and wind up meeting those same artists that I grew up on in my journey and able to have a relationship with those guys and stuff like that. And was able to tell them, hey, man, you inspired me as a kid, you know, to do what I'm doing right now and, you know, be able to tell them that. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, different genres of music. You know, I didn't just listen to rap. I listened to rock and roll. I listened to a lot of blues, R&B and blues. Worked with a lot of reggae, especially reggae music. I was so heavily influenced by reggae music. was like playing all day, every day in my household. You know what I'm saying? Uh, You know, uh, a whole lot of different things, a lot of elements. And then by being in the studio setting as a kid with all the musicians that came through and came by and recording and stuff, I was able to be exposed to every type of genre of music and eventually touched every genre of music. So it 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 was an adventure, man. So kind of walk me through your story a little bit. You 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 started in high school and then after that you you kind of you recorded your own stuff, you wrote your own music, you uh had your own records. Yes. What came from that? Um pre- pretty much, you know, just the love of it. It was an art form, you know what I mean? Um just to have the the capabilities and the in the in the um the access to the equipment to do these things. You know what I'm saying? um did you, you see know, did you see success in the music industry after that no because what happened you know you 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 go through your emotions of your, your growth you know what i'm saying i didn't i didn't take the shortcut i'm gonna just say i'm gonna put it that way you know a lot of guys they come in they get a deal as a young kid and next thing you know the industry and spit them out by the time they're in their mid-20s or their 30s you know what i mean that wasn't my situation i was able to pick up and understand that this is a more of a business. I got more attached to trying to own my own label and my own production company. And mm-hmm. I understood that what I was worth, you know what I'm saying? I learned the business, I learned about, and thank God for my uncle once again, my uncle, he showed me a lot of the ins and outs about, you know, points. And, you know, I was registered with BMI at 15 years old and stuff wow. like that, understanding publishing and, you know, writers and stuff like that, you know? Um, and knowing that what I'm supposed to get, you know, you know, it's never what you worth is what you negotiate. And I learned that from the great movie <laughs> day. You know what I mean? Right. And that that part of it, you know, just, just taking those those elements of the business side and putting it to what I already knew for as my skills, because, you know, you can easily get like I said, you easily get ate up and swallowed up and, and spit out in this business. You know what I mean? And. I, I can honestly put my right hand to God and say nobody ever made a penny off the G-Star but, G, uh, but the G-Star. Wow. And, and, I'm, and I'm very, very, very proud to say that. Very That's, awesome. That's awesome. How how difficult is it to break through in, in that industry? It's difficult. Very difficult. Because, I mean, back when I started, you know, when back in, in, the, in the late 90s or mid 90s or whatever, um, it wasn't so it wasn't so accessible to be an artist. You had to go through the process. You had mm-hmm. to go through getting signed. You had to go through um ARs. You know, they don't have none of that stuff no more, man. You know what I mean? That's right. the, from, from then to now. I watch, I went through the I even went through the stages from analog recording to the digital side of recording. You know what I mean? I started on analog. I my wow. I started on real to real tapes and stuff like that, you wow. know, and modules and a big old uh, 2432 channel board and stuff like that. So it, I, I seen a lot of evolution of the business with, with everything from the business side of it. I even said when I did my first album back in 97, which was Misery, um, that album I was saying then, you know, music gonna, is going to be free at some point. And look wow. at it now. You know, you get to download music. Now they, they got smarter with it. You got to, you know, sign up with like these streaming sites. You know, right, right. You got access to every song, every album that ever came out that's available. Um, so I saw the evolution of it a long time ago. You know it's crazy. I mean? It's crazy to think about that. You literally could just record something from your phone and just throw it on a streaming platform. It's like that's how um, I'm, I'm not I'm not sure how like fond you are of country music, but that's how that Oliver Anthony guy get, got discovered just this last year. 
Oh wow, really? He, he recorded his song on on an Android phone okay. and then uploaded to YouTube. That's how it go, man. That's how it is. You know, these phones is they they made it very very easy these days to, to <laughs> you know to do what we do. You know what I mean? Like I come from the old school of it. You know what I mean? Even though I'm still kind of young, but I come from the old school era of it. And I saw, like I said, I saw the elevation, uh, ele elevation of it. Um, it's, 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 it's something else, man. It made it a lot easier. A whole oh, lot. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. And I mean, it could be more difficult too, I guess, because like some of those people may not ever break through because you're just, I mean, there's so many people doing it now. Yeah, and it's, it's so easy and accessible for everybody to do. Yes. I kind of I kind of envy that a little bit, but I don't. You know what I mean? Because I when I was starting out, you had to really be good. You you had to know what you were doing. You had to put you had to be, you know, a really talented person. You know, Get you had to know the lifestyle. Yeah, yeah it, you had to really be that. And now, you know, anybody can make a record now, man. This is great. And they celebrate it. So it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, it, it's both a good thing and a bad thing, right? Like, I guess if you're an artist and you're really, truly good and, and you are trying to break through, it could be very difficult and defeating, I'm sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it can. And, but you know what else I noticed that a lot of artists that's not so talented, you know, a lot of songs that's breaking through now, it might, it, I, I mean, I'm not really keen on the records that's coming out today. Mm -hmm. Like, like the album, like my record, Classic Status, right? I, I put Classic Status out like on the third quarter of last year. I've been recorded the record. I, I recorded that record back in uh, 2014. Wow. And it was a record that I was working on the album for Classic Status because I did a series of mixtapes. Well, what I did, I started it in 2010. And what I did, I took all of the old school records that I grew up on like in the 80s and I did freestyles on that was my first mixtape at the time. And then I wound up doing a volume two. I saw the success with that. I was touring with Bone Thugs and Harmony. Shout out to Bone Thugs and Harmony, my brothers. Um, you know, I started going out there, putting it out there, performing this stuff, and I started seeing people gravitating to it. Mind you, social media started to become a really, really big thing at the end of like, like around 2008, 2009, stuff like that. So you're starting to really be hands-on with the followers and the listeners that's out there, and you start to see what they really, really was gravitating to. And I was able to kind of wing my way through it a little bit and, and, and kind of feel my way through the whole motions of that. And then when I when I did that, I was like, yo, I'm gonna go ahead on to put an album out. I wind up doing several mixtapes. I wind up putting out like about five or six mixtapes in the process when I did Classic Status. But just so happened last year, 2023, we, we, we was able to celebrate the 50th year of hip hop. You know what I mean? Um, just so happened I had that record in my vault. I went it on and got it mixed out, ran to Hollywood. I'm out here in Vegas now, ran to Hollywood by my man Dave Banner. Shout out to Dave Banner. He's a big time platinum, multi platinum um, engineer. Um, got with Dave, mixed that record down, put it out there, man. And once I put it out there, all of the DJs across the world, they got a hold of it. I'm getting all type of DMs and Instagram and all this stuff. And they like, yo, we love this. We love this. This is great. It's, one DJ told me, man, we finally got something that we like. You wow. know, usually we got to play stuff that, you know, we don't really like and we don't really care. But this is a forever record. And they supported it. I shot the video to it. Shout out to Money Shot Chris and LA Create. They, you know, met him here in Vegas and we got together, shot the video. The video took off immediately, like hit a million streams in like 12 days. And it's you know, hit a million streams on we're on YouTube now and stuff like that. Spotify got over 100,000 some streams on the Spotify. And the records took a life of its own and took off. And now we're here. You know what I mean? Now I'm getting ready to shoot my next video um, for, for the album. And that's going to be even bigger than that. So I'm excited about everything that's out. Do you attribute that success to, I mean, obviously you're good at what you do, but you you obviously have a team of people helping you. Do you attribute a lot of it to to the people you surround yourself with? Absolutely. 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 I love my team. My team is amazing. Um, I got my DJ, Black Nificent. Shout out to him. My DJ, Dre Goes. He's out in Hollywood. Shout out to him as well. 
um, <clears throat> you know, the, my film crew, like L.A. Uh, L.A. Craig, Money Shot Chris, my publicist, um, everybody, man, everybody, my, my Brandon, my, my partner, Trav, he's my branding guru. You know, we've been together for many, for at least 10 years now. You know, he stepped in when I started the mixtape series and stuff like that. And he came in and we picked up and we started rolling and he kind of helped me rebrand So Stimulus Entertainment to where it's at now. So, you know, my team is amazing and I'm very appreciative of them. I'm very happy, you know. Um, I definitely credit them to answer your question, yes. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, it's important to have the right people surrounding you because with that, you can be as successful as you could possibly be. I mean, absolutely absolutely i totally agree with that man because your team is you're just as good as your team are man you know i'm a big win i'm a big engine i am the engine of the whole operation you right know what I mean? so i facilitate it all make sure everything it's hard now i mean the biggest challenge is to trying to get everybody on the same page but once you get it there like i think where we at now we all on the same page and we all moving in unison and we all moving in one accord and we seeing some we seeing some great success from it, you know. We're just getting started, man. I, I say, even though I've been doing it for many years, but I still always kind of re rewrite, re-strategize and say I'm just getting started. Because That's I know awesome. what's to come. I know what's to come. So I guess like for the people listening, they, they probably want to know a little bit more about you. What is a normal day in Gista's life? What is what does a normal day look like to you? What do you well, do? Well, I'm I'm not just in the music anymore. You know, I had to get older and you had to get other things to go with that. That's right. Because music is a passion and it's also primary to me, you know, it's necessary. So I'm always put it first. Everything I do is for this. But I'm also now, I mean, I became a very successful insurance specialist. You know, I was able, I'm a producer and a jester and you know, working with different different companies for the last couple of years, you know, did very, very, very well, you know, in that. Um, and I'm actually entering into my other phase of my technical, I'm getting to the IT world now as a scrum master, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's that's something that I'm doing right now as we speak. I'm making that transition as you speak. So my day-to-day -day activities is business, you know, operating, you know, facilitating projects and IT projects and stuff like that, insurance projects, whatever it is. And then the music, you know, facilitating what's going on with the music, you know, contacting promoters and, you know, talking to my team and, you know, definitely on one one on one basis with my publicist. And, you know, she's doing an amazing job keeping me going with, you know, doing these different appearances and interviews and stuff like that. So, you know, just facilitating pretty much. That's my day-to-day -day, um, object. And then I'm in my studio right now, um, in my studio, working on music. Got to keep the music coming. What, what keeps you inspired? I mean, what, like, what keeps you going? I mean, because it's so easy to get burned out, especially when you got so many different projects going. And yeah. how, how do you keep going? What, what inspires you day-to-day? -day? Um, well, I mean, what inspires me is that I have people that's that's looking up to me. I have a lot of people that's leaning on me for inspiration. At that, if long as I'm inspiring them, they inspire me. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? My audience, my fans, my peers, you know, my community, my hometown, my team. You know, just long as I'm able to be able to do what I'm doing and inspire somebody else to, that they could do just as just as good. That that what keeps me going. You know, I just want to be. I think the highest thing to life is to be inspiration, to inspire. That's the mm -hmm. highest, you know, that's that's one of the highest things you could do in life is be inspiration and inspire somebody to do something, you know, that's, that's because it's a lot of challenges and challenges do beat you up. You know what I mean? But I'm, I'm not, I'm not a, I'm a fighter, you know, I'm a more of a, I think of it more like an athlete, you know what I mean? I'm a very competitive person, you know, and I'm always trying to find a way to plan and win, you know what I'm saying? And, and try to make sure that we achieve and be productive and being having a productive day is what inspires me. Just just making things happen, just the things, the productivity is what inspires me. So, and like I said, just in those that's that's following my footsteps or watching me or, you know, that's, that's taking notes and that inspired by what I'm doing, that, that definitely keeps me going, definitely. It's so crazy to me to, to cause I, I know a, a guy that I work with, um, 
his name's Sway Boy. I don't know if you've ever heard of him. That's his uh says like stage name. He's his rapper name, whatever. Um, but he he'll we work on an assembly line at, at General Motors. And during like a, an hour or two hour uh session, like while we're working, he'll just be writing lyrics. And then by the end of that two hours, he has a whole song. (laughs) (laughs) We all have been through that, man. My closest friend, my brother Wesley, shout out to Wes. I remember we was working in a mailroom in New Orleans and I rode around right in front of him with no beat or nothing. Usually (laughs) I have the beat already made, but I wrote this story about this kid and his life that he was living coming up and I wind up writing it on paper and one day I wind up recording it. I put the track to it and recorded it and I let him hear it. And he was like, did you write that in front of me at work? You know, like, yeah. It was like, damn. So he knew I was the truth then <laughs> when I did that. But yeah, that's it, it happens that way because when you inspired, man, and you you in a creative zone, it hits you. Some I be in my bed sometime, man, and, and something hit me. Like I did this one record that I be getting ready to shoot the video before I win. I came up with them lyrics laying down in the middle of the night in my oh, bed. The, 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 the TV was off. I was my, my wife was next to me. I'm just laying in the bed, throwing these lyrics in my head. So when I got up the next day and got in here and got in the studio, I was able to attack it. And man, it, it came out to be a smash. A wow. Smash. Yes. Wow. I'm excited about this record. I am so excited about it. What what insp- what's the name of the record? The the latest record? Uh, the latest record that we get ready to shoot the video for is called I Win. I Win. And what inspired that? Just challenges. Saying that I'm going to win. You know, What, what kind of challenges? I, I put the track down first. Let me say this. I produced the track, and I have been sitting on this track for a couple, maybe three years or so like that. I just never got around to get on it, but I always kind of knew what direction I was going to go with it. Um, for as you know, the rhyme scheme and the cadence of the rhyme. But when I really sat down, I, it, this, this, you know, and I don't write these rhymes to, on paper. It just comes to me. I just get in front of my mic and just let it go. So when it came to me, it just flowed out and it kind of gave me the direction of the subject where I need to go. And basically it's talking about all the adversities and all of the challenges that I overcame. You know what I'm saying? And once again, to inspire those that's dealing with the same thing that the challenges that I dealt with along my journey that they can win too. You know what I mean? So it's more of an inspiring record, even though we're going to shoot it on a really Las Vegas strip with the, the flashy love, the nightlife in Las Vegas, it's going to be one of them type of videos. But the, the, the whole message to this song is that if I win, you can win and we win, you know what I'm saying? And we could overcome anything that we can and any challenge that we put our mind to, if we just make sure that we stay grounded and be true to ourselves and know who we are and pull from that. And then you'll win. I, I, I'm a living proof of it. You know what I mean? Dude, I love that. I love that. And that's such an important message to a lot of people, especially young people today. Oh, because yeah. I mean, you look at like, I mean, depression and anxiety and all that's like through the roof, like more, way, way more than probably ever before. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. Yeah. I've been there. I've been there, man. I've been there. It's easy just, to be there. Just, just, just for that, just what you said, I've been through those different channels. I've been down that rabbit hole of depression and not sure about if I wanted to live to see the next day and, you know, taking a shot at, you know, trying to do something to myself and all of this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? We, we, this is the type of stuff that I pull from within myself. You know what I mean? I'm not ashamed to talk about it. I'm not ashamed to tell nobody, yeah, I was facing suicidal thoughts at one point, contemplating suicide. I'm not afraid to talk about that because now I'm in this space, I'm much stronger to say, hey, you could get through this and this is how it works. Everybody got their own different path. Everybody got their own different way of addressing it, but it can't be done. You know what I mean? And and I, I get inspired when I see people come out of their dark spaces because it's life. You know what I mean? It's definitely life. Yeah. And then when you are, when you're strong enough to, to share your experiences and that, that that's so meaningful to other people Absolutely, to hear that, especially somebody like yourself, who is such a, a big figure, you know, when somebody hears you say that they're like, Oh, wow. Right. Like, I can, do it. I can do it too. I don't think you have that in hip hop right now. You know what I mean? You don't have it. The ones that we did have that said that they took them away from us, you know, you know, Tupac Shakur, Nipsey Hussle, 
you know, and so many other great brothers that that came and went before us, you know. Um, How is it possible that Tupac had so many awesome songs and he died in his 20s? You know what? I'm going to tell you something about Tupac Shakur. My, 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 my journey had me cross paths with his family in Atlanta, Georgia, when I lived in Atlanta. I was able to work on one of his projects um, with his mother. God bless Afini Shakur forever. She was a beautiful, beautiful person, um, a magnificent woman, strong woman. Um, so I could see where Pac pulled from from her. You know what I mean? And, and uh, I'm good with his, like his cousins and his auntie, Aunt Gloria. Shout out to all of them. Uh, that, that's like they embrace me like family. You know what I mean? So I could kind of the 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 energies in the universe always connects in some type of way. You know, when you're inspired by something and you wind up going down this journey and you wind up meeting these same people that inspired you to be where you are and think yeah. the way you think. You know what I mean? So back to the point of Pac, Pac was just a different individual. I think that this is just me of my assumption of what I observed from him and, you know, his movement. He was just, you know, Pac had a lot going on in his time as a young, as a young man. And he, he had some really big challenges. Like, like if he was in his forties and fifties at the time, you know, but the way he addressed them, you know, like he'd tell you, you know, Hey, I made mistakes. I made plenty of mistakes along the way. You know, I didn't have, Nobody to tell me, you know, hey, Pac, don't go this way or don't go that way. You know, like I maybe had somebody to tell me, hey, hey, Sean, don't go this way. Don't go that way. You know what I mean? I had that in my life, you know. Right. I, didn't have, I didn't have to go out there and be 8180 head first about it, you know, because I had people that was always around me that really was hard on me and wanted to make sure that I took the right, the right direction. But Pac, well, you know. Was there anybody at the time that was as prolific as him? Or was he one of the first? I don't think he was the first. I think Pac came in the midst of Chuck D, Ice Cube, um, X-Clan, you know, all of these great, great philosophers. Um, but there's so many more that I can't, you know, think about at the top of my head. But, but was, so he like, was he like the most prolific for his uh, generation? I think so. And for his generation, yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. He was. And then the generation after that, I think, was Nipsey Hussle. Okay. I think Nipsey Hussle was the generation after that. You know? What was it like to meet his mom? Amazing. She showed me so much love. Um, I, I, I can remember it like yesterday. She saw me. It was like, you're a G-ster? Is you a G-ster? That shit <laughs> hot. That shit hot. Because she was talking about the record that I worked on on the album that we did, The Rose at Griffin Concrete Part 2. Um she was a magnificent soul, man. And then the second time, <laughs> the second time I talked to her, uh, my homeboy and Marcus, he's in Atlanta. You know, shout out to Marcus. He was one of her messengers. He called me one day from the center because I live right across the street in Atlanta from the Tupac of Maru Shakur Performing Arts Center in wow. Stone Mountain. And, you know, he called me one day. He was sitting next to it and he gave her the phone. And she was like, hey, geez, I got something for you. I'm going to send something for you. And she sent me some weed. <laughs> so I was like, that was a blessing, you know, just anything, any type of blessing that she gave, any inspiring words, any type of good energy, a smile, that that blessed me with her. You know what I mean? So she, yeah. was, she was good. She what was an good. opportunity of a lifetime. That's so cool. Yeah, man. I met I met Victoria. I met Valetta Wallace too one night. You know, I met her at the Fat Burger in Georgia in Atlanta when the Biggie album, the Biggie Duets album, Bone was a part of it at the time. You know, me and Bone Thugs was really, really me and Lazy Bone was like brothers. So shout out to Lazy Bone, man. That's my brother. Um I was, you know, had a an invite to the the party for the album listening party out that end for one of my good brothers out there and I Invited Lay, like, you need to come meet her, you need to come represent the album because Crazy Bone is on the album, you know what I'm saying? And that was the, the record, um, the Spit Your Game, Talk Your Shit, that record. Okay. That record was on that album. So I, I was like, yo, you got to come out. So he came out and we all hang out with her, had a chance to kick it with her, take pictures and stuff. Mind you, social media wasn't around at this time. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this was all before social media. Right. <laughs> so, who are, I mean, you, you had mentioned a few times that you worked with Bone Thugs. Yes. What, 
what are some of the other artists that you've you've had the opportunity of producing for or working with? Um, I work with BG from Cash Money Records. I worked with BG at the time. He was on his independent role. He did some good things. Uh, worked with the Nappy Roots. Did some tours with them. Um, Dougie Fresh is a really good, good, good friend of mine. Me and Dougie did. He he called in and did a few drops for me for my first mixtape. You know, uh, um, I work with a lot of blues artists. I work with a lot of local artists in New Orleans. MCL is one of the artists that I work with. He, he was out of my neighborhood at the time. You know, he's actually from my neighborhood. He was one of our biggest rappers at the time from our era in our neighborhood that represented the Seven Ward, the Hardheads. And I was able to work with him, the record that I did with him. It turned out to be one of his biggest records that that came out, you know. And I was young; I was 15 years old when I did that one. Um, wow, man! So many more. I did a lot of outside stuff with a lot of other artists outside of rap, you know. Okay. Uh, you know, we worked with Mariah Carey, with Bone, uh, Vaughn, you know, Twista, you know, uh, Frankie J. <laughs> I'm just kind of off the top of my head. So many people that we work with, man. That's a so cool. Yes, that's so cool. I mean, you, you talk about like motivation and like the reason to keep going. But when you get to when you get the opportunity to rub shoulders with the, with some of the best people in the industry, that's yeah. got to be like such a, a great inspiration to want to just keep going and and Absolutely. and do your thing. Absolutely. Hey, man, I, I met them all. I met LL, Big Daddy Kane. You know, like I said, me and Dougie go back, you know, um, Chuck D had a very, very special, special encounter with him. Shout out to Chuck D from Public Enemy. I will see you again, Chuck. I, I, I should have got his phone number and kept in touch with him. But, you know, always the stars line up as always, you know, oh, yeah. I'm working on this other album that I have in the wing right now. It's called The Insurrection, January 6th. And I started this album back when it happened back in 2022, something like that. Yeah. I started this album. A lot of people at the time was scared to even work with me on the album. I was putting really? it together, but yeah, they were scared. It was like, oh, Why? I guess they felt like they didn't know the direction I was going with it. <laughs> they, they really didn't. But I think that the album was, you know, it wasn't bashing about you no know, left wingers or right wingers or anything like that. It was really about bringing everybody together. You know, just like they, the right wingers, they went in there and they did what they did. They overthrew the government and they, they stood up for what they, they did. And, you know, guess what? We, we, we just need to think about that. But we need to think about that as, as humankind, as, as human dignity. Like, I think that if we overthrew the things that we didn't agree with our human dignity, then what would it be like? You know, and that's from 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 um, uh, black people, Caucasians, Asians, Hispanics, everybody, the whole world. Yeah, Everybody right. need to understand each other and understand each other's strengths and understand each other's weaknesses and come together and we overthrow the things that we don't agree with. I think that's that's such an important thought because we we get like stuck in these like echo chambers of like what right and left. Like it's funny because I have an American flag and a, a an AR-15 behind me, so it makes <laughs> it makes me look like I'm extreme right wing, but I'm not. <laughs> I just it's a whiskey decanter, so um, yeah, but uh. You know, we get stuck in these echo chambers of like right and left and what's right and what's wrong and you're right and I'm wrong or I'm I'm right and you're wrong. And right. we don't we don't sit there and think about like the whole January sixth thing. We don't we don't think about like what took place as a culture that got us to that moment. Right, right. That's and how can good. how can we avoid that? You well, know? you know what is is this is the been done now? It was a statement that was made. That's how I look at it. You know, I feel like it was a statement that was made, whether it went down in the most righteous way or not. You know, it was a statement that was made. I think that well, what I'm getting at, though, is like, sure, there was a statement that was made, but there was a mindset that was already set right. prior to that. Right. Because there was people that agreed to go to go there. Yeah, it was riding with it was riding and, with uh, with the president at the time. You know what I mean? They they The president is really. You know, I, I'm going to say he incited it, but he 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 really just like, you know, he really he, he saw what he knew what was going on. You know what I mean? A lot of people, they feel like, you know, Donald Trump was this type of president. Donald Trump was that type of president. You know, I saw at the time it was amazing with him. <laughs> it was amazing with that guy in the seat, because when 
every time something came on the news and every time he addressed the media, you had to watch it. He, he had your attention. You know what I mean? He had your undivided attention, whether you walked away saying from his, his guy's an asshole or right. he's right. You know what I mean? You right. know, it was a lot going on. But I also say this too, in in our culture, in our community, we had a lot going on as well. You know, we had a lot of police brutality, a lot of killings and stuff that was being publicized and unjustified, you know. So it was a, the temperature was really hot at the time. Yeah. That's also a very good point because we were just coming with the, we were just coming out of COVID, correct? That no, we're actually going into it. We were actually coming yeah. in it. You know what I mean? When especially when January 6th happened, it was already it was already out there. You know so I mean? we had the lockdowns and everything. So everybody was just pent up. Like everybody was already revving at like 90, 90. Yeah, you know, it was, bad, man. It was crazy. That was, it was a crazy was, year. Yes, it definitely was. But like I said, you know, you learn. I learned a lot from it. All you could do is just sit back and just soak it all in, and study it and analyze it to see, you know, what is the logic in all of this. You know what I'm right. saying? And I and that's what I did. That's why I decided to do the records for this. I wanted to first of all, I did it for a few reasons. Number one, at the time. I saw what was happening in hip hop, right? And my whole thing, and let me just say this, Dave, my my whole thing with with everything that I do is for the, the cause and it's for the purpose of hip hop. It's in the name of hip hop. Everything that I do, because that's my code. That's my thing right there. You know what I mean? Right. So if I could put it in hip hop form, if I could teach an elementary school or elementary kids anything about ABCs, I'm going to try to put it in a more fashionable way of hip hop. Because it, it, it's it's more exciting, you know what I mean. Right. More attention grabbing, right? Yeah. But I saw this thing, and I was let me tell you this: I was down with COVID. I was I was sick with COVID. I caught COVID one time, and this was the time I caught it. This was 2020, I think. And I was sitting back. I was in Texas. I was 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 getting ready to go on vacation, and I wound up going to Texas by my mom, and <clears throat> I caught COVID down there. So my wife, she had to stay here in Vegas. I had to stay away from her for a couple of weeks or whatever. Long story short, I was watching the trial of the January 6th insurrection. And I saw the the testimonial of, you know, the guys that was the, the, the police and everybody that was trying to guard the building and fight off the, the, the protesters and stuff. And one guy he got up there and was crying, a black guy, and he was like how we, they talked to him and stuff like that. And I felt that. I felt every bit of that. And that's what made me a little more interested in saying, you know what? We need to learn from this. We need to pull from this as a culture, as a mm -hmm. hip-hop culture. We need to pull from this, even though this is not our battle. This got nothing to do with us at, as in particular. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it does. And it really does, because if we pull anything from this, we'll learn this is a teachable moment. You know what I'm saying? And it's not necessarily bad. As a matter of fact, I like I put myself in the shoes of those people that was out there. You know what I mean? And why they was out there. And I understand it. You know what I mean? Right. I'm not siding with it is right. I'm not siding with it is wrong. You know, I'm all about freedom of speech. I'm all about, you know, free will. You know what I mean? And, and stressing yeah. what you need to say. But I pulled from that and I said, I gotta talk about this stuff. This, this gotta, this gotta, but I gotta come across, I don't wanna come across as being one-sided. You know, my little brother, he kind of gave me the analysis like, you need to tell us from, you need to tell it all. Don't tell it from one side, tell it from all. And when I said, when we said that, I said, you know what? My biggest thing to do is bring everybody together. We need to put everybody together. We all need to come together as, as, as human beings. You know, you and my brother, you know, we all bleed the same. You know, we all breathe the right. same. Yeah, you know, we got different cultures. We got different ways that we all come up. But in actuality, you bust it down. It's all the same. You know what I mean? We all got different six, different brackets, different financial brackets. We come through middle class, lower class, poverty, you know, rich. You know, we, yeah. we all got these things that we have. But there's something in common with all of us. And that's all we all human beings. You know what I mean? And that's what I want to stress. On this album, it's more like bringing the world together. It's gonna be a hell of a task. It's a, it's a, it's a wishful thinking moment to me <laughs> when you think about it, because I don't know how far I'm gonna get with this, but I'm willing to take the risk. How are you 
because with something so device divisive um as like the january 6th thing how do you plan on bringing everybody together from both sides to kind of like unite i guess essentially in a song that's a good question i'm still searching for an answer for that <laughs> but but the thing is i can tell you why i'm the starting point the starting point is addressing all of these issues that we deal with as human beings we all know that all governments across the world got their thumbs on us on our backs you know what i'm saying yeah you know we all know that we all love free will you know we all know that we got criminals crooks in politicians in politics we know that you know so so where is the righteousness at you know what all where are the people that's going to stand for the right what's that's mm-hmm. going to stand up for righteousness you know um, right. where's the thing about one nation under god where's that is that gone now you know right. when we was in elementary school we, we saluted the flag and we said one nation under god individual with liberty and justice well where is that you know so that's that's a starting point for me at some point I'm, that became super controversial to do i know and that's and now I, I don't understand that I don't, I think we come from a different, a different era, <laughs> but I don't understand it either because it gave you a sense of unity when it's, you growing up, you, you realize that you're part of something that's bigger than you, which, and you're bigger than the classroom. It's you're part of the country. Absolutely. And if you're, if you don't do that, you don't practice that. You don't, I guess you lose that sense of unity in a, in a way. Well, that's the point, right? I, the thing I'm trying to make is that, you know, that's what I'm trying to restore the unity, if that makes sense. This yeah. insurrection thing is not what people going to think it is. I know people going to look at it. And I got the album covers done and everything. You know, the artwork is crazy. I think the artwork itself is going to be very controversial. But, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. And But this is hip hop, right? So you got to push the line. Yeah. Um, you got to push the line. So my whole point about this is re re re-inciting unity, bringing unity back to our our whole community as a whole. Like I said, everybody, you know, I don't look at you no different than I look at my other brother, Dave, you know what I mean? I don't look at, you know, nobody no different. We all in this together. You know, we all got adversities and things that we challenge with in the society, you know, so what are we going to do? What are yeah. we gonna, because Absolutely. at the end of the day, if you look at hip hop and the state of hip hop, where is that? And the powers that be that's running hip hop, they're not trying to unite us. They're trying to divide us, man. You know what now I mean? You say the powers that be, who would the who who would that be? I would say the record label execs that that don't know much about, you know, the culture. That they, they're only looking at numbers. You know what I mean? They're just looking at numbers. They're not looking at the lives that is touching or the not the lives that is destructing. It, you know, when you put out, and I'm not naming any type of artist, but when you put out the type of music that's out now for the girls, you know, the young girls that's coming up to look up to, where are we going? What what are we doing? You know, mm, right. uh, the young brothers that's 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 you know claiming a set and this that and other that that don't rightfully belong to them. What are we doing? You know, but these are the records that they're putting out there. You know, we got all these snitching applications and. All of these different things that's put out there, hip hop that's that's very poisonous that they don't want. Rap used to be a thing where we was able to learn from each other. When I never really heard about it until I heard Ice Cube speak about it, or Tupac speak about it, or Chuck D, or Karis One, or any one of these great MCs. You know, well, you um, kind of go back, if you go back to like uh, rap battles, mm-hmm. right? That's the mm-hmm. that's the foundation of learning from each other because you're 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 riffing off of each other's rap. Yeah, rap battles are did uh, I just went to recently I just went to a rap battle here in Vegas, uh the the cookout. Shout out to my man at the at gas station studios out here in Vegas, man. Damien and Gas, man. They they put on a really big they got this thing they got going on and man, I had a blast. I was really it was a blast. Um these guys they they were very disrespectful. <laughs> the rap battles that, that they're doing now is very disrespectful. But it's so entertaining and it's all it's, it's good, good, good sportsmanship. You know, that, I mean you kind of have to have that, right? You have to have, 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 have to have thick skin. You gotta, you gotta have it, man. It's all good. You know, you lose, you lose, you know, you get but everybody that touched that stage that night was extremely talented. I mean, very talented. 
Is that something that you dabble in a little bit? Do you do rap battles at all? Nah, I'm not. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want. To, I don't want to do rap battles. I'm just. A, I'm just a spectator. I'm just. I'm just an admirer. I would imagine that's got to be like a kind of a different level of um uh, uh like talent in a sense, right? It's kind of like doing stand up comedy. Like you, it, you have to like, I don't know. It's a skill, I guess. You have to develop. You know what I learned at night too, because it's like sequences. They build it up to to make their points and stuff like that. They punch lines. It's it's amazing. I learned so much that night. That's crazy. I, I, I'm not trying to be a battle rapper. I could never do that. I'll just make good records. Let me just make my records and produce and I'm good. <laughs> so what kind of um, other, what kind of artists do you take? Do you take on other artists to produce them or like? I worked on, I work with a lot of artists, plenty of artists um, right this now. Like up and coming or do you work with already established artists? I work with both. I work with both. Um, okay. Right now I'm, I, I'm not trying to sign any artists. My thing with the younger artists that's that's coming up under me, I tell them, I don't have to sign you because you can do this on your own. You got social media. You got something that I didn't have when I was coming up. If I would have had social media and all that stuff when I was in my prime, you know, back in the early days, stages in my career, I would have been blew up years ago, years yeah. ago. But, you know, it's, it's fall, it all set for them now. Um, they they could do these things on their own. Now I give them. I'm always I'm an A and R. I'm I, I did have a position with this company in New York, and as an A and R, you know what I mean. Um, I worked on a project for VH1, the Planet Rock uh, project that came out some years ago, back in 2011. You know, I did the soundtrack for it, but it kind of fell through the cracks with because the deal fell through the cracks with VH1 with the company that I was with at the time. But I never lost it. I never took away the title of A&R because I played that position and I'm willing to do it again, you know, after I make my my thing solid, you know, after I get everything out like I want to do it. But far as far as developing artists, I think that's what the business also is missing. We're missing A&R-ship. We're missing, you know, the artist development and stuff like that. Because back in the time when I was coming up, that's what it was all about. You know what I'm saying? It was all about artist development. We don't have that right everybody just kind of getting in and matter of fact the artist development if you're looking at them on youtube and just you know instagram and all of these different platforms you know that's their development right there they getting on from that and making money doing it so i you know can't stop that if it's working for you right yeah that one um rapper that i was telling you about earlier sway boy that i know he has a pretty big following on tiktok oh tiktok is the move man TikTok is the move. That's where everybody is. I'm just getting on TikTok, by the way. I'm just starting to learn TikTok. Really? Yeah, I put a few videos out on it now, and it's growing every day. I'm getting followers every day on it. You know, I'm not up there yet, but I, eventually it, it'll grow. You know what I mean? And yeah, I'm incorporating it in more like stuff that I post and stuff like that. So right, yeah. right. It's, it's all good. I like TikTok. I like TikTok a lot. So when can people expect your newest album to drop? I'm shooting for the springtime release, classic status. Um, I'm rolling out the album now. I'm in the studio now. Um, I'm looking at it. We're going to shoot. The, like I said, we got the video I win coming out. That's going to probably release in March. Okay. And behind that, it's gonna, the album is going to be coming out right behind that. They're going to be looking for it then somewhere between March and April, something like that. What do you anticipate happening after you release it? What kind of success do you think it'll it'll bring? I think it's going to bring. I think it's going to put things back in perspective with the core of the, the hip hop, the, the hip hop foundation. I think that it's going to because what I'm what I really want to do with this album is bring back the MC and the DJ essence of it. We don't have that anymore. You know what I'm saying? Remember, we used to have CL Smooth, Pete Rocket, CL Smooth. You know, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince, right? He rap and DJ Polo and gang star with DJ Premier, rest in peace to the great guru. You know, all of these different, we don't have that anymore. And that was the essence of hip hop because we always had an MC and a DJ. You know, I'm bringing that back to it. And with DJ Black Nificent, I actually got two DJs, DJ Black Nificent and DJ Dragos. I'm bringing it back to those guys up pros those guys i'm standing on the heels of those guys on the shoulders of those guys but um 
I'm bringing that back. This album is going to bring back those essence. It's going to be a feel good album. I don't want to put anything dark on there. I got one inspirational song called I'm Blessed that I'm going to put on there. It's, it's, it's very inspirational. If it ain't inspiring and it ain't fun, I ain't putting it on this album. You know what I mean? Because I'm kind of making way for this Insurrection album. This Insurrection album is going to be a little bit more darker and turned up, you know, on the political side that I'm going to need to save all of that for, for, that, for that, that, that book right there. You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm just going to say, you know, the thing is, is like so many people get very upset about controversial stuff, you know, whether you agree with it or you don't agree with it. I, I, I don't know if I'll agree with it or not. That's the thing. I, I'm sure that I will because um, you, you plan on bringing everybody together and Absolutely. you try and unite. But I just love that you're taking that step. Absolutely. And you're taking the step and you're kind of putting yourself out there in a vulnerable way to where you don't know how the public's going to, uh, they're, they're, how, you, how they're going to perceive it. I'll put it to you this way, right? There's only one way to find out. <laughs> the only one way to find out i'm 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 very keen on what i'm trying to do i already know the mission i know what the purpose is and also i'm a spiritual person so at the end of the day spiritually the gods is going to allow me and take me where i need to go and they're going to put the right things for me to talk about and address in this project so far like i said i got seven records done for this album for the insurrection seven strong songs i mean strong um and it's gonna make sure it's gonna it's gonna shake up the hip-hop I'm, I'm i'm doing all this for hip-hop all in the all in the name of hip-hop honestly there's no political i'm not trying to make no political statement i'm not trying yeah. to do none of that it's all for hip-hop all for hip-hop now politically in hip-hop i'm doing it for that but not for as the democrats and the republicans right I don't want to get into that. That's not you're not, you're not stating your political uh, ideologies. You're just you're talking about a subject. I'm talking about a subject, and I'm just, and the whole aim is to bring everybody together and bring awareness to right. where we need to be as a culture. Right. It's all for hip hop. It's all for hip hop. And I think once this album is done and the first couple songs be perceived, I think people. I I, I leak one song. I got. I got one song that's leaked off of it right now called Left Wing, Right Wing. It's being very diplomatic, very diplomatic. It's not taking one side, it's not taking the other side. It's all in between. And it's just and it's just bringing it to, bringing awareness to it. You know what I mean? And oh. you know, um, the response I got from it is is pretty good. It's, it's, it's pretty good. It's positive response. People are down with it. You know, they love it, you know, and it's strong. It's very strong. The production is strong. The message is strong. And it ain't nobody talking about this stuff right now. So I kind of like, I'm the artist and the producer. When I'm in artist form, I like to go the direction ain't nobody at right now. So right. if I'm in that, if I'm over here in that corner over there and everybody that way, and they try to get to the middle, I'll get to the middle before them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because everybody else running behind something. And That's the way to be. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always trying to do the opposite. Man. You know? Now, do you perform publicly at all? Oh yeah, absolutely. I've been toured and everything. I haven't, I haven't done anything in a while because I've been. I actually kind of stepped away from everything for a minute to pursue my other careers and focus on my other careers. But recently, you know, like I said, I've kind of been itching to get back in it with the. I was going to do the insurrection to come back, but I found out that people were scared to touch it. So I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Let me let me try another direction here. Then got the hip hop 50th anniversary and came by and classic status was on on my table and I had to put it out and I pitched it out there and people gravitated to it and they want more. So I gotta give them more. I gotta I they then pull me back into it now. So I'm full throttle with it now. So That's actually you're gonna be seeing I will be touring soon. I just ain't got nothing lined up yet. I'm trying to finish the album. I kind of don't wanna be out there right now. I got a lot of stuff my team is bringing to me right now, a lot of appearances and all that kind of stuff. But uh, yeah. I just want to finish this album first. And once I finish it, get it all the way super solid, I'll be ready to get on the road and do a couple couple shows. I, do, I you love think, do you think you'll uh, you'll perform outside of Las Vegas? Of course. Or in other states? Absolutely. Every time I do shows, is always on tour. What about so, Michigan? You think you'll come to Michigan? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Michigan will definitely be on the on the menu. 
Definitely. When you come to Michigan, let's let's link up. Absolutely. I would love to, man. I'm going to reach out to you as well. So that's all cool. right. All right, cool. Because I'll come to the show and we'll do like we'll do some sort of interview again. Yeah, absolutely. I would love to, man. You already know, man. That's, that's, <laughs> that's a definite. All right. That's awesome, man. I'm I'm excited now. <laughs> you yeah, need man. Tour. yeah I'm, I'm excited, too, Dave. This is I'm, I'm excited. Uh, look, I'm excited that you're excited. You know what that's what it's all about you know and um you know it's been a long time coming for me man i've been in business for a long time and i've been through so many different eras and different phases in the game and you know just to be able to share my one two with everybody and put my perspective out because i didn't help so many people out with the albums and produced and you know got behind these stuff i never really was able to really get my thing together like i really wanted to and now it's all kind of making sense and it's all kind of lining up. So I'm I'm very, very excited about what's happening right now. And, and so far this year, 24 has been a busy year for me so far, man. So I far, love it. Really crazy. Well, I hope nothing but success for the for the album and for you. Thank and you. Uh, and I I can't wait to see what what comes next. So and I win. That's the next single. Um, it's ready. It's already. It's done. We're just gearing up. The video shoot is here in Vegas. I wish it was here, man. On the twenty fourth, uh, we shooting a video. It's gonna be a major video. It's gonna be a huge video. Um, you know, with the success of Classic Status and all of the the response from Classic Status, like we hit a million million views in like 10, 12 days on World Star, and now is at a million views on on YouTube now and you know the responses is crazy the, the, the streaming is crazy so you know i'm looking forward to this one because everybody my whole team everybody around me like yo this i win is going to be the one the sports going the sports arena is going to pick this up and run with it because wow. it's one of the type of records is is up tempo it's hyper is right it's firing, man it's, it's it's one of them songs you put on in the morning when you wake up and get your day started you know what i mean it's one right. of them type of songs and, and that's that's you know we all have one of them albums that we listen to uh a song or even you know yeah. put it in a playlist and you got that one song that you get your day started with and you get, yeah you get your blood pumping you know what i'm saying this right. is this is that record right here. That's awesome, dude. That's so awesome. I'm I'm pumped. I can't wait to listen. Absolutely. I can't wait to give it to you. <laughs> uh, well, thanks for doing the thanks for doing the podcast. This was this was honestly when I when I logged on, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know what I'm going to talk to you about. <laughs> I don't know what the subject's going to be. I knew that you're a rapper and I knew about your success. I've read about you. I've listened to your music. I, I've, I've seen all those things, but I'm like, I don't know like how we're going to connect because I'm not a musician by, well, I'm not, I played trumpet in high school. That was it. Um, <laughs> but besides that, I'm not a musician. So I'm like, I don't really know how we're, I'm going to connect with you, but no, you're an easy, easy person to talk to super down to earth. And this, this was a lot of fun. Hey, man, I appreciate it, man. It was my pleasure, you know, and I wish you the greatest success. Rising Above podcast, man. You know, I, I really appreciate the opportunity to come out and share my side of the story, man. And looking, I'm really, really excited to give you guys what's coming. I'm, like I told you, I'm just getting started again, man. I'm just cranking the engine back up. And so far, it's been running. It's, it's, it's running smoothly and everything is popping. And once I finish this album, my focus right now is to finish the album. You know, get the album done, rolling it out and get it out to you guys, man, and have you guys enjoy it. Because once you hear the whole project and you hear every song and you hear how it's all matched together, you'll get the full vision of it then. You know what I mean? Right. I also got this other album that I got in the works too that I'm going to do with my partner, Rosiendo. Shout out to Rosiendo, my Belizean um, reggae artist. He's we's getting ready to do something like a, like a Distant Relatives with Damian Marley and Nas did. You know, oh, get into wow. one of them, and that's we, we've been brainstorming on that one too, and that's another project that I'm really excited about getting to as well. But that's going to be after the insurrection and you know and stuff like that. It probably won't come out to 25, to be honest with you. But okay, we start on it, but we're going to start on it like soon, real soon. You know, I'm kind of like in the phase where I want to get all of these albums and these songs done ahead of time, so I, when I pitch them out there, I can just run behind. You know, right. Cool. So, so when you drop your album, is it going to drop on streaming platforms like Spotify? Yeah, Apple? yeah it's going to be everywhere. It's going to be okay. on all, all streaming platforms, definitely. Most okay, definitely. 
cool. Yeah, I got distribution set up already for it and stuff. You know, I got a label just reached out to me in Canada yesterday. You know, I got my lawyers looking over the contracts and stuff like that. So there is a big possibility that, you know, we may get picked up by another major entity to kind of give us the, the machine that we really need. But I'm more of an independent kick. I'm more, I'm very independent. I love being independent. I love owning all of my stuff. I love having my own, you know, scheduling. I ain't got nobody like telling me, hey, you, you, you got to get this album done at this time. No, 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 no. I'm a perfectionist. So let me right. take the time and get it right. So when I deliver it, the people be happy with it and, and, and it changed the world. And that's, that's what we're trying to do. That's awesome. Definitely. I love it. I love it. Thanks. Thanks again for doing the podcast. Um, is there anything else you want to you want to shout out there before we wrap it up? Yo, check out my website, www.sostimulusent.com. Check me out on all the social media. Follow me at Gsta underscore G on Twitter, Facebook. It's the official Gsta page. You know, Sean Gsta self is my Facebook page. Uh, TikTok, Gsta underscore G. I'm all over the internet. They're pretty much just Google me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'll uh, I'll have all that in the show notes too, so anybody listening can just go there and and find you. So yeah, look out for Classy Status. The video out right now. Check out the video. Support the single. Hot real hip hop is back. You know, shout out to DJ Blacknificent. You know, he's on the record and, and you know, you're doing an amazing job right now, man. We, we just getting started, man. So y'all look out for everything and I appreciate all the love and support for each and every one of you guys across the world. This is a worldwide movie. Absolutely. All right. Thanks a lot, G. So this was a lot of fun. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me, man. Blessings to you and Rising Above podcast. Peace, man. All right. Peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.